Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Let's start here, TJ. The big news, of course, in the NFL. With two games to go and the Broncos still having a chance to possibly make the playoffs. There's only 8% chance, but they have a chance. They decided that they were going to bench Russell Wilson. So Russell will not play the final two games of the year. Uh, Stidham is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, They haven't been eliminated from the playoffs. And you know what? There's something rotten in Denmark. And this is, TJ, the bad part about pro sports. And you know this because you played in the National Football League. And there's a money element that's involved. And people can poo-poo it all they want. And, oh, you just want to win, and that's all that matters, and you don't care about money. But when money's involved, decisions are made. And this, to me, is strictly a money decision. If this guy gets hurt and, I mean, doesn't get hurt and plays the last two games, you're going to be on the hook for that $37 million for the 2025 season if he's on the roster in March and he passes his physical. So they, the, the, the last thing they want is for him to play and get hurt and then that money kicks in regardless. Am I saying he had an all-pro year at quarterback? No. Did he have a better year, TJ, than he had his first year in Denver? Without question. They were dead in the water. They bounced back. They got back into it. They won some games. I get it. That loss to the Patriots was just brutal. I mean, they were down big, came back uh, in that game, but they still lost. They lost to the Patriots. um, What was that? Christmas Eve? Uh, Bad loss. And basically, not all the way knocked them out, but but really damaged their chances of making it to the postseason. Um, Do you have a problem with where they are in Denver and what they're doing. Man, Rob, there's so many layers to this, honestly. Um, 
yeah, I have a problem with it, but I don't have a problem with it. When, when you, and, and this is the thing, you are doing at least how we see it now. I, I, and I'll say this, I think Jarek Stidham can play. I really do. He, he, he can play. Then he should have been playing before. He just hasn't had a lot of reps. He's never going to play when Russell Wilson is making that type of money. I don't care if they thought he was better. He's never going to play when Russell Wilson has that contract. That's the business side of football. But what you're doing with the Denver Broncos is even if you think Russell Wilson gives you the best opportunity to win games, you're putting the economics of, oh, if he gets hurt, we have to pay him 37 more million, 39 million more guaranteed in 2025. What about the rest of the players on his team, on a team that's been busting a butt all season, and albeit small, small percent that you're going to make the playoffs, but you still have a chance. What are you telling those guys? You guys don't matter. The effort that you guys have given me all season doesn't matter. Um, I've asked you to give me your all all season. It doesn't matter. And so that's where this coaching staff can run the risk of losing guys. Okay, I'm not glad just you this said- year. Right. Not just this year. The guys that will be there next year, give it your all because I'm going to give it my all. We're always going to give you the best chance to win. Hey, guys, but we're going to uh, bench Russ because we don't know what's going to happen in 2025. Like, this is what you're telling the guys that are on the roster now? Two years down the road, this is what you're worried about? Yeah, and, But and- you want me to give it my all? And y'all worried about 2025? Now, the business side of football – I get it. If I get it. Russell Wilson is playing good football this year. He's playing football, the brand of football that he played in Seattle. He's not playing any worse than what he played in Seattle. Let's take out last year. What he's doing this year is what he did in Seattle. But Seattle had a great defense, a great running game in Marshawn Lynch. He doesn't have that in Denver. I mean, you, you're talking three to four Hall of Famers on that defense and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner and Cam Chancellor and Michael Bennett and those dudes. Like, they had a great defense. And, and so that's why he was what he was in Seattle because he's playing good football. But the beginning of the end, Rob, was when Sean Payton okay. treated him like he was nothing on the sideline. I had I went on college. I had never seen that in my life. And, and that's uh, where I want to get to because this I is never Sean, seen that. This, that was the beginning of the end, right there. That yep. was the begin. The way. But he this is Sean the- Payton. <laughs> this is Sean Payton, and he's going to use Russell Wilson as the scapegoat for what's going on in Denver. He's going to do this – is, this is what's happening. And here's the part that bothers me, okay? And here's the difference between baseball and football. And you talked about it, okay? They're worried about 2025 and the, the chances of him getting hurt, people putting their necks and their lives and their bodies uh, in harm's way every game. And they signed the contract, and now they want to get the, make sure – that they can wiggle out when they want to. What just happened in baseball? What, what just? It's not that just Shohei Otani just signed a $700 million contract. Guess what, TJ? 
He signed a $700 million contract with a major injury that will not allow him to be a unicorn next year, right? And that the Dodgers don't know what kind of pitcher he's going to be again when he takes the mound. Do they know? Do they know? No idea. They have no idea. Did that stop them from signing him or giving him money? No, it did not. And they use that in football all the time to not pay running backs, to not play players. Why do NFL players accept this? I don't even understand it. I mean, Rob, when you when you look at it, there's a handful of players that have that type of power, meaning you're young and you're great. This is what I want in my contract. If I don't get it, I'm not signing. And all those guys that those five or six players where it's Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, um, whoever else is that young guy coming up looks to be possibly now CJ Stroud. They can really hold firm on, I want a guaranteed contract. Oh, Lamar tried to. And nobody attempted to sign Lamar. He had the Oh, we're gonna get into that. Fan. We're gonna he get had into a non-exclusive that. franchise tag and nobody tried to sign him. Well that but that and there was a story today, NBC. Things that uh, make sports. you go hmm. Right. And this is the financial it, part that, that drives you crazy. And and I, I don't if you're a Denver Broncos fan, and you just said it too, or in that locker room, and you're asking me to give my all, but you're going to pull a quarterback, not because He's terrible, and we can't win with him, but because we can't have him get hurt the last two games, and then we're on the hook. Because if he's healthy and passes the physical what on March, you know that, that, guarantee, that guarantee is kicked in, and there's no turning back from that $37 million. They've already basically said, we're not going to exercise that. We're going to part ways. We're not paying that $37 million. We don't care if we make the playoffs this year. This is Sean Payton, and Sean Payton came in, and for a guy who's won one Super Bowl and basically is Mike McCarthy in better shape, you know, really, <laughs> other than that, what, what's the difference between Mike McCarthy and him? But everybody makes Mike McCarthy out like he's a, kind of a buffoon, and Sean Payton invain, invented football. Like, it's unbelievable. They both had... Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? They both won one championship. But Mike McCarthy never went 7-9 three years in a row with a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's the difference. And Sean Payton talked out of the side of his mouth about Nathaniel Hackett. We all know that he did a terrible job. That's why Sean got the job, right? So he started off with that. The team was awful. They gave up a 70-piece to Miami. They bounced back, and now here he is. He wanted to get rid of Russell Wilson anyway. Couldn't do anything because he was winning, right? And they were winning. And as soon as he realized, okay, here's my last chance, they forsake the team's fortune and tell the fans, screw you. That's what the Denver Broncos and and, uh, Sean Payton have done. The thing is, what kind of support does Russell Wilson have in that locker room? That's key. What kind of support from the better players in that locker room that are young that means something to that team? Specifically, uh, Patrick Sertain. Like, how does he feel about this? If your young players are up in arms about this, um, you got a problem. You have a problem. 
if you're the Denver Broncos because you can't come in the offseason in training camp and preach this, we're going to give it our all because we're going to – you give it your all because we're going to give it our all. We're going to give you the best uh, opportunity to win. You can't, you can't even preach that message any longer because you've already showed me what you would do. You showed me what you would do. So don't tell me because I see better than I hear. And, and so it really depends on the type of support that Russell Wilson has in that locker room. Now, again, if Jared Stidham goes out there these next two weeks and balls out, none of this matters. No. And, and if, if he, he does, and if he bombs out, out, if he bombs out, but but it's still the idea that you've given up the season. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... Get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. TJ, let's start. Let's stay in the NFL and talk about another NFL quarterback. He's not getting benched. But he has struggled this year. And I know it's hard for people to say that Patrick Mahomes is not playing well. We saw uh, in their last game on Sunday, I just I, I don't even know what. He had a fumble six and a pick six in six seconds. Uh, turnovers, penalties, drop 
balls, all kinds of stuff are going on with Kansas City. But but it's pretty ugly right now. And people, they've lost five of their last eight. They haven't clinched the playoff spot. And today, or or this might have come out yesterday. No, it was this morning. Chiefs legend and two-time pro ball, pro bowler, Dante Hall, guess what he said? He had some blunt advice for Patrick Mahomes on on NFL's Good Morning Football. Take a listen, TJ. Patrick Mahomes, I love you. You're my favorite quarterback. But I think you need to fall in love with the mundane. Yes, for five years we have been used to the big plays of Tyreek, to Kelsey, and all of that. It's time to be check down Tom Brady. <laughs> fall in love with the swing route, the check downs. These plays have been there for the taking, and that's pretty much what we need to get back to, right? Check down. TJ, you have the floor. My goodness gracious, that guy – Patrick Mahomes won two Super Bowls, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, the resume is stacked, but he is having a down year. He's not having a year we're accustomed to, and it's shocking. It, and, it, is, and, it is shocking to watch, isn't it? Come on. It, it's shocking. And the reason Mahomes must take a lot of the blame is because when the Chiefs win – he pretty much gets all of the credit. And and so you can't have it both ways. It can't be, and and this is always with all quarterbacks, they can get all the credit when things are great. See, I'm I'm with you. And and be absolved of all the blame when things are bad. And that's how we do with the quarterbacks. It's, they're not winning. Oh, he don't have enough pieces. Oh, the offensive line can't block. Oh, his receivers receivers aren't getting open. Right. But as soon as you give them the pieces, you forget about the pieces that you complained about previously and and so yeah he must take some of the blame and and, and that's what it is we expect so much out of him because he's shown us he can do it he's gotten Kansas City out of so much before their defense was what it was now or what it is now I mean before their defense can stop anybody so Mahomes had to say top five now right now they're number four in the league right And, and so Yes. Are the Chiefs receivers dropping balls? Yeah. But Mahomes isn't playing how he's always played. And, and that's, frustration. That's the, that's the, you see the frustration on the sideline. We've never seen that out of Mahomes. We haven't seen that type of frustration. So that lets you know it's getting to him. It's getting to him because you're even when Mahomes was at his best when they had Tyree killed and everybody was afraid of him, he had bad games. But he didn't have bad gains yes. consecutively Plural. in a row where the offense can't move the ball. The Raiders didn't complete a pass in the last three quarters and won the game. Can you believe that? In a game that Patrick Mahomes was a quarter. Can you believe that, TJ? And, and so Mahomes must take some of the blame because he gets all of the credit. Now, what Dante Hall said has some truth to it. But it also comes with Andy Reid saying, you know what? Let's stop trying to get these chunk plays all the time. And, and let's run some uh, ball control style offense. Let's run some drag routes. Let's run some uh, quick outs. Let's get the ball out, out of his hands faster. Let's get him playing in a rhythm. Let's get away from all these off script plays where he has to run around in a pocket and try to create something every time. So Mahomes can take it when it's there. But Andy Reid can call it to where Mahomes has no choice but to take it. 
And, and let's hear from, we got uh, some sound from Patrick Mahomes. I think it's on his frustrations. People see frustration and they think it causes like uh, controversy. But I, think, I, I see it as a way of showing that people care. They care about their, their profession. They care about trying to do whatever they can to win games. Um, and so when I see stuff like that happen, obviously we want to be in a positive light and everything like that. But I, I see someone that cares about the game and someone that wants to be better and not better for themselves, but for the team. I, I'll say this. The one where he went berserk with Tony, you remember? He was offside clearly. Like, like they were jumping around like they should be given that play, TJ. Was he not clearly lined up offsides? Oh, yeah. It wasn't you're, even... you're a receiver. You're a receiver. Tell me you how that happened, TJ. When, when, you played in the NFL. When you're on the ball, when you're on the ball, you always check. You're you always check. And if you're what do you check far, for? Are you looking for the the ref? Are you looking at the ball? What are you looking at? When you line up, what are you looking at? You're looking at the ref to make sure that you're not past the ball. You're not technically offsides. And if you are, every single time, the ref will just give you his hand like back up or he'll tell you scoot up every single time or they'll give you a thumb up. And so, you know, it's just a habit. It's like it's something that every receiver does. And so even if you don't do it, when you look in at the ball, you got to realize, like, ooh, I'm offsides. Like, I'm lining up with the tackles. If I'm on the ball, if I'm the X receiver, I'm lining up with the left or right tackle. Don't you remember D4 lining lining up up offsides and the big play with Brady through the game losing interception was called back? Yes. D4 lined up offsides. And and so that was – yeah, they were – there. Oh, where that's not a you never make that call. Yeah, but you don't never see a receiver do that either. When last time we seen a receiver line up like that? I, not so. No, I have. Yeah, refs don't call that. Uh, they don't call it because receivers don't do it. They don't. And, <laughs> that, and to be that far off, when you see the video, it ain't even close. It ain't. It ain't even. It ain't like like a like a thumbnail or a toenail. You know what? It ain't even. He's so offsides. There are certain players like Cardarius Tony is. He's talented. He's very physically talented. But there's some players, man, that mentally um, the game is moving too fast. It's just not for him from a mental perspective. And he may be one of those guys to where the game is too much mentally. That may be the case. I wasn't – I did the draft on Fox. Myself, Joe Klatt, um, when he got drafted. And just go back and if you can find it, listen to what I said when he got drafted. I didn't like the draft pick when the Giants drafted him. And, and I thought he was talented. Mm. I thought he was talented, but I, I didn't like the draft pick when the Giants drafted him. And, and so those are things that are driving Mahomes crazy. And then we're dropping the ball. And Kelsey's throwing his helmet. Andy Reid is bumping him. What about Kelsey? When it got, he, he already this year talked about retiring. Is that a good sign when you start to hear players talk about retiring? I mean, are you checking out? Are you half in, half out? All the distractions with Taylor start, Swift. I mean, I like, 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 I, I, everybody has a girlfriend or a wife. Yeah, or whatever. that's not a distraction. It's not, man. but I'm just saying. But like the the, it just seemed like there's so much going on, and he's not the same guy. That I will say that, like the Taylor, just because she's famous, that's not a distraction. Right. Everybody's a got a us, wife. Or we have wives. We have girlfriends. She just so happened to be uh, a celebrity, very famous, and, and so that that that's not a factor. Um, the retirement thing, I I don't get that. Uh, because the game of football, at least for me, was so fun. And to me, you play until you can't play anymore because when it's over, it's over. You can never get that back. And 
he may think about it. I, I don't know too many players that are just going to retire and can still play. A lot of times the league don't want you or your body, it, it, your body just, I can't give it, I can't go anymore. And, and so for me, that retirement talk is just frustration. We're not, we are not used to seeing this. They are not used to playing this way and doing this. Like you got to understand, this is the Chiefs. They go up and down the field on everybody offensively. They, and they've so, had three games. What they have three games in a row where they didn't score in the second half this year? Yes. Like three, three games in a row, TJ. Like this is the that. Chiefs, and many have said Patrick Mahomes is not the greatest, but he's on his way to being that. And to you can't say that this year. I'll tell play you, play the way that they've played offensively. It, it's concerning. It, it really is. Now, because now Hall, Hall is saying he should check down Charlie, Tom Brady, whatever, and but they don't run and all that. Do their you offense is that? built. Their offense is different. Andy Reid wants to get the ball down the field, and so every offense has some elements of there being a check down. Right, but. Mahomes has gotten spoiled with getting a chunk play, making plays happen off script, getting I, outside I don't of the think, pocket. Right. I don't think he plays. could go back. I don't think he could go backwards. I mean, that's he's not had in so his DNA, success, right? That's not in his DNA to check the ball down or, oh, let me just get this three yard completion when I could possibly get outside the pocket because a lot of his great plays, well, you're like, wow, he's out the pocket, he throws it with his left hand touchdown he's out of the pocket he makes a crazy throw when he's getting sacked that's why Mahomes is Mahomes because of those type of plays so now you want to rein that in I don't know if you can do that because that's what makes him special and you can't that's something he does naturally and he was born that way his mind thinks differently and he's able to create plays without feeling that pressure and that stress of that play but it, That's but it why does, he's it, Mahomes. But it says a lot that people would even talk about changing anything from this guy who's had so much success. Nah. It tells you how bad it is, and, and people are looking at it and kind of in some shock of, of how poorly the offense is. And you could – people, if you want to go ahead and just only blame the offensive line and only blame – Mahomes had two bad, bad uh, turnovers in the game. Did he not? In six seconds. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one was the play call, the, the fumble. It was like, what are they doing backed up? Right. right. And, they, and they call that kind of a trick type of play formation. And then Jack Jones is just, he a baller. He's sitting there waiting on that. Jack right? Jones is a baller. He was in a bell technique. He had his eyes on the quarterback. And when Mahomes pulled that arm back to throw the ball, he, he was on his it. way. Yeah, he had his eyes on the quarterback the whole time, but he's that type of player. He, I coached Jack in high school. Great ball skills. Could have been a receiver in college. That's how talented he was with the ball in his hands. And so if the ball's around him, it's an interception. He's a defensive back but could really be a receiver. That's how great his ball skills are. But Mahomes and the Chiefs, you, he doesn't trust the receivers fully. He I, There's just no way. They're going to say all the right things publicly. Right. But when you drop the ball and you don't make the plays over a game or two, okay. The entire season, 
Right. There's only two it's, games it's, left. It's Kelsey or bust. Right. It's the That's what it is now. Right. It's Kelsey or bust or the run game. And can you blame them? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Now, Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's welcome in Justin Adams from uh, CBS News Colorado. He's a sports reporter there, and uh, he covers all things Denver. What's happening, Justin? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. How are you? Rob, happy holidays to you as well. It is uh, an interesting day, to say the least, in the Mile High City, but uh, not surprised uh, by what happened. But, uh, yeah, it's a very, very interesting day. No doubt. Say hi to TJ Hushmanzada, who's with me instead of Chris today. Uh, TJ, uh, my man, what's going on? Man, just trying to be like you, that's all. That's all. We're trying to figure – all right, so you say interesting day. So the writing was on the wall here. Did, did, did this not come as a surprise to you? Well, when you look through the tea leaves and you see what happened in the last game, the loss that the Broncos had against the New England Patriots, there's one thing that really stuck out to me, quote-wise, that Sean Payton said that really, when you look at all the moves that were made, made a lot of sense. Made a lot of sense, excuse me. He said, right now we're at average to below average at a lot of things offensively, and it's not good enough. Well, you're talking about a team right now that's 25th on offense, total offense, and 25th in passing as well. So I know you're looking at a whole lot of different things that Russ did did do this season when you look at his touchdown numbers and also um, not throwing a lot of interceptions. But guys, Russell Wilson has thrown the second fewest passing yards per game that he has in his career. The only time that he's thrown fewer yards than he has right now is his rookie season. Yeah, but so, wait a minute. Overall, Justin, it's not I, hear you, I hear you on this, and we could dress down Russell Wilson. 
This mm-hmm. team has not been eliminated from the playoffs, and you can't tell me that they have a better chance with Stidham in there than they do with, with Wilson. I'm, I'm not going to buy into that. You mean a guy who's 0 for 2 in his career and has only completed 58% of his passes? That's yes. not somebody that we can believe in? Yes. I, I mean, I mean, if you want to just say, like, you know, like they want to, oh, look at his numbers and look at this. Um, last year was a disaster. He's played right. better this year. But this is strictly financial. They don't care about the team. They don't care. Uh, TJ talked about it earlier, about all the blood, sweat, and tears about the other players in that locker room who have given up their bodies and trying to win, and they just basically pulled the plug because they don't want to make sure that they don't guarantee him that other $37 million. Isn't this what this is? Yeah, not only that, but think about yesterday, too, when you let go of Kareem Jackson. And I understand he's been suspended a couple of times this year because of hits that, you know, controversial, whatever. But he's a guy who's a veteran. He's a veteran safety who's helping you out on defense, helping you out to be able to get all the turnovers that allowed you to win five games in a row. Well, he's gone. He's now with the Houston Texans. And then the following day, you make this move to get Russell Wilson out, and now he's your backup. You're pretty much throwing up the white flag. It's the reality of what's going on. And I think what the Broncos are also doing is they're telling Jared Stidham, who's a guy who's only making $5 million this year but is signed to a two-year $10 million contract, that he has a two-game audition to be the starting quarterback next year, which I don't think is a great thing, but it's the realities of what's going on with the Broncos. Let's stay with Russell Wilson. Do is there is there a path? Well, we we know Russ is going to be released. I, I don't see anybody trading for that contract. Is there a path where we can see Russell Wilson be a starting quarterback in the NFL next season, or will he continue as a backup with an opportunity to start if the starter gets hurt? For sure, you're, you're talking about a guy who's just 35, and look. Guys have been able to play well until their later years at the quarterback position, but you can see him at Atlanta if they're not able to go and land Justin Fields. You can see him at, at Pittsburgh because we know how bad that quarterback situation is with Kenny Pickett over there. Um, there's several other different places that you can see him there. Minnesota currently doesn't have a quarterback right now. So you can see Russell Wilson play in any of those places, even the Las Vegas Raiders. They have a rookie quarterback starting for them right now. Russ could be able to go there and instantly give them a boost at that position. So there's several different places that he can go to but it's not going to be anything like it was when he asked for a trade out of Seattle a couple of years ago. Here's my other thing. Everybody buried Baker Mayfield. He can't play. He's done. Nobody will take him. Blah, blah, blah. We, we heard all that. He did win a playoff game in Cleveland and won in 25 years when he did win one and now he's playing. His career is re- resurrected in Tampa Bay. I mean, why can't Russell have something similar to that? Because you have to get him in the right system. And anytime you have a head coach like Sean Payton who has his own system and says, I need my guy, I need my Drew Brees, or this isn't Who is his work, guy, I though? Have... I mean, everybody's starving for who, – who is his guy? Stidham? He wants somebody – no, no, really, a guy who's for the most part going to be a pocket passer. And here's, here is one true issue with Russ, though. And this is just from seeing the games, from being at the games, watching them. There's not a lot of intermediate passes, and that's a lot of what Sean Payton wants to do is have that intermediate passing game, especially attack it between the hashes. TJ, you know about this. In today's day, when you not have to worry about getting hit over the middle, what's the biggest thing you want to do is to be able to expose the middle of the field as much as possible. And the Broncos aren't really able to do that with Russell Wilson right now. Now, that's the only criticism that I will give him is that a lot of times he doesn't see over the middle. Um, he runs a lot in the pocket. I mean, last week he was sacked five times against the Patriots. 
Patriots on several times where he didn't have to leave the pocket. He's running around and then gets sacked. And so he doesn't allow plays to be able to get open, which, uh, which has him getting sacked just in general. I will say this, is that whoever Sean Payton gets, he better go and get the right guy because his butt's not on the line. Because now you're saying, hey, I'm going to get my guy. Well, your butt's going to be on the line as well. If you had to take a poll in the locker room, what would it be in for what's going on or against? How would you say the locker room feels about this decision? Just distraught. Just distraught overall because your leader is gone. I mean, TJ, you know about this. Anytime that your leader walks out the door, just imagine if, you know, Carlson Palmer just walked out the door, right? How, how yeah, would but you feel this? To cut you off really quick, I. It seems as I don't know how Russ is and how people feel about him in that locker room. Carson was loved in that locker room. We all right. enjoy playing with him. Um, we had Carson's cell phone number. Guys don't even have Russell Wilson's yeah. cell phone number. Is he it's, that that's, aloof? That's, that's, is that's he that much of a celebrity than and everybody so that, else? That, that's why I ask how yeah. does a locker room feel because he he seems to be a little different than what I've experienced with my quarterbacks when – uh, Marshawn Lynch comes out and says he don't have his cell phone numbers and he was the offense, that's concerning to me. Yeah, it is It is different in that sense. I will say this is when you look at the relationship that Russell Wilson had with his left tackle, Garrett Bowles, and how every game embracing that guy, like that's something that is real, especially in the locker room and also on the field. Also, Mike McGlinchey, who's the right tackle, he talked a lot about how just – the, not only the positivity, but Russ's work ethic has even rubbed off on him. So those are the positive things that are said in the locker room. I don't know what happens personally between the guys, just in general, but I do know that anytime you lose your leader, it does hurt you, just in general. It does hurt the locker room. And at the end of the day, you still have a mathematical chance to be able to get into the postseason. There are several different ways for you to be able to get there. So for this move to be able to be made, also losing Kareem Jackson the day before, really hurts this locker room in general. No doubt, man. His name is Justin Adams, of course, with CBS News Colorado sports reporter. We appreciate the insight and the info. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and the family, Justin. We'll be in touch. Okay, buddy? Hey, God, I appreciate you as well. And before I let you go, I will say this. Keep an eye on Trey Lance. Remember, the Broncos have to pay $37 million guaranteed for Russ. Trey Lance will only cost $5.3 million against the cap. Keep an eye on that trade, just in okay. case. Okay. We love that nugget. Thank you. I'll take a six-piece spicy. I like that. <laughs> Appreciate it, my man. Thank you. No doubt. Yes, All sir. right. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.